0: Happy Wednesday, Seattle hockey fans. Erica Lindsay Ayala here, your host of the only daily Seattle Kraken podcast, Locked on Kraken. On today's show, we're going to take you to um, an exit interview with Joey Decord. That's going to start off our exit interviews for the Charlotte Checkers that unfortunately were swept in the Calder Cup playoffs. So we're going to start with Joey Decord, but then... Have no fear. They're still Seattle hockey. The T-Birds advance. They are your Western Conference champions. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll close the show with the Stanley Cup playoffs. Speaking of Western Conference, we had quite a game one between the Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. That and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. As I mentioned in our open, we have a lot of really great things to talk about today. But here at Locked on Kraken, we like to start with the hits. So I'm going to get into more detail about this game a little bit later. But bam, baby, look at that. 3-2 over the Camloops Blazers after pushing a Game 7 The Seattle Thunderbirds get it done to advance to the WHL final. All right. Like I said, we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but I just wanted to put it out there. You know, we start with the hits, start with the obvious first. But um, we actually – are going to go over to some of our guys we've been talking a lot about playoffs and the seattle thunderbirds we don't know necessarily if any of those players are going to come over to the seattle kraken but we absolutely know that players that played with the charlotte checkers will eventually either be with the C- uh the coachella valley firebirds or with the seattle kraken so we're going to take you over to Today's interview is going to be Joey Decord, and these are the exit interviews. Now, we did this for the Seattle Kraken guys, the roster for the Seattle Kraken. They didn't have everyone out there, Um, but I want to let you know that if you head over to the YouTube channel, uh, Locked on Kraken on YouTube, you can find the full video. These are provided by the Charlotte Checkers, Um, sometimes even with the Seattle Kraken, videos you don't hear the question so in the episode i will edit so you'll just hear joey but if you want to watch the full exit interviews we have a whole playlist you can also check the show notes on this show but without further ado let's go to joey decord on the bittersweet season with the charlotte checkers
1: well i just think when we when you look at where we started this year and coming from all different places and um different organizations and dual affiliates it's uh yeah we've come a long way so it's been pretty special to be a part of this group and really come together and um some of these guys are, are my best friends and a lot of them are going to be close friends for a long time so um definitely sad to see the end of it and um you know so many of us aren't going to be together next year so it's, it's disappointing from that end and um you know I think I think we're all sad and, and disappointed at how it ended but we can all look back at this year so fondly and um, really cherish all the time we spent together because uh, we we made a lot of great friends and um, we we battled through a lot together and and really came together. So it was, um, yeah, I'll always look back at this year with um, a big smile. In terms oh, great! Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I mean, to to play as much as I did and and have the belief from the coaching staff and the team that um, they wanted me out there was awesome. I mean, you know. I, I played a ton of games this year and and that's really what I wanted out of the season was just to to get a lot of minutes and play a lot of games and um, for them to have that belief in me and roll me out there night after night was awesome Um, and I feel like we I mean between myself and the D and the forwards we we all developed such chemistry in in all facets of of everyone's game and um, really came together as a group and um, it showed and especially in the second half of the year we really took off. I think um, you know, anytime you're in the American League, the ultimate goal is to get called up, right? Um, there's, there's, it's, it's, it's weird because there's two simultaneous goals. It's, it's, you want to get called up. You want to try to make it to the NHL, um, and you're trying to win here. So it can be an interesting dynamic um, for sure, but um, you just try to manage it as best you can. And when you're here, you're, you're focusing only on here. That's all you can control is doing your best here. And, and I feel like we have so many guys that did a great job with that this year. Um, our old guys, our older guys, our our leaders. They were, um, they were awesome. They really showed all the young guys the way, and um, you know we couldn't have had a better a better leadership group. And um, the young guys took it to heart. They they saw what the leaders were preaching, the older guys were preaching, and um, they followed. And and I think that really showed. Um, just continued improvement. I think um, I think everybody's happy with how much I played. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with, with how our season went here. And, and, um, you know, my season and, um, I think just keep getting better, keep, um, developing, um, you know, all facets of my game and just being super prepared for a training camp next year. Well, first off, I mean, the, the fans here, I felt like, um, are hands down, you know, if not the best in the league right there. Um, I was... Been the most fun I've had playing for, for a fan base, um, you know, at the HL level, and um, they've been so supportive of us and me, and uh, I I feel like I made a genuine connection with the fans here this year, so I just want to thank them for, you know, the unwavering support, wins or losses, um, you know, ups and downs, they were always there, they were all supportive, and um, you know, anytime I got the opportunity to go out there and, you know, be a star of the game and go interact with them and and see them was was awesome and. Um, They made me feel so, so loved and appreciated. And um, that was super special. So um, although I won't be back next year, Charlotte will always hold a special place in my heart for sure.
0: So there you hear it from Joey Decord talking about how it's going to be difficult. These guys know that this team will not be the same. We've kind of been talking about it in the last few episodes What is the AHL team, the Coachella Valley Firebirds even going to look like? What are the what's the Seattle Kraken organization going to do to build up that roster? How many of these guys are going to go over? I mean, we know Max McCormick is going over for sure. Um, You know, we have to see what happens with with everybody else. Um, But, you know, there's going to be some of those players that Joey's going to have to, you know, they came into this season knowing that it was a team that had to be put together quickly and that would be dismantled quickly after this season. So I thought it was really interesting to hear Joey talk about that. But you also heard him talk about really wanting to get after it. He wanted to play games and games did he play? Let's take a look at his stats right here. Look at the regular season, uh, you know, stats that we have here in um, the 21-22 regular season. That's really, oh, let me highlight it here. So we're talking here, the 20, uh, 21-22 regular season, 34 games played, goals against average at 73. You see his minutes extremely. Up exponentially from his last season with the Belleville Senators, um, you know, and his highest to date. So he got good time. Uh, save percentage, pretty solid, his best in his career. And that's what Joey wanted. We also know that Joey Decord got some time with the Seattle Kraken. That was because, and we talked about this before, because of injuries. Uh, And then because the Seattle Kraken were not advancing. So Joey did get some time. How that's going to bode, you know, we'll see. I think it was a tough season, but I liked what Joey said. He talked about, yeah, sure, the, you can look at how it ended and be disappointed. That's very natural, getting swept after getting it uh, a by, advancing immediately to the second round. But Joey said, look at where we started. Two organizations co-parenting, as I like to say, unlocked on, on Kraken. And I think that perspective is beautiful. It's really important. I think it was a tough, obviously it's tough when you get swept and you, you know Joey had to do a lot of work in those games. Obviously, they were high scoring games, but I like the perspective. So I don't know. Question of the day. What do you think about the Charlotte Checkers and how they performed? Did they overperform? Did they underperform? Were they just about what's right? Let me know what you think if you've been keeping up with the Charlotte Checkers or if you've been listening to Locked on Kraken. How do you think the Charlotte Checkers did? Overperform, underperform, or just about right? All right, folks. As I told you, we're going to get back to the Seattle Thunderbirds because, hey, We are the Seattle Kraken podcast. So we had to talk about some Seattle Kraken guys and prospects, but we also want to talk about Seattle hockey. You know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to talk about Seattle hockey. I'm going to talk about Seattle sports. Um, We're going to do all of the things. So that's what's coming up next. We're going to talk about the T-Birds and what the schedule is looking like, how you can watch the games, who they're playing. We alluded to it. Eastern Conference is the uh, Edmonton team. So, uh, and then speaking of Edmonton, we're gonna take you over to Locked on Oilers and Locked On Avalanche so you can get a taste of how they're reacting after that wild, what was it, 13-goal game, game one of the Western Conference Finals. That's coming up on Locked On Kraken. Right now, gotta tell you about my favorite family-owned business. You know it, you love it. It's Rock Auto. Com. Now, this is absolutely phenomenal. This is an organization, a company that has been doing business online for 20-plus years. So way before what we now know as the pandemic. But when you use rockauto.com to find your auto parts, you're saving time and you're saving money. Why would you want to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more on auto parts that you can find in the rockauto.com catalog? I'll tell you why. You wouldn't. You absolutely wouldn't. An example we have here is in a Honda Odyssey fuel pump. You can find it at a brick and mortar chain store for about $353. U.S. You can find it on rockauto.com for $216. So we want you to get the best deal. And that's why we're telling you about rockauto.com. So you can head to rockauto.com right now. Check out the catalog look at what they're doing, fill your cart with whatever you need, and then make sure that you type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. All right, all right, folks. Welcome again to another episode of Locked on Kraken. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Even though the Kraken are not playing, even though the Checkers are not playing, we just heard Joey Decord talk a little bit about that. We still have Seattle hockey, but... Uh, And We're going to get to that, but after you listen to us, we want to tell you about something that we're doing throughout the network, and that is uh, we've put together a survey. Uh, We want to learn more about listeners like you. I want to make sure, I know some of you are watching on YouTube, which we love. Check out Locked on Kraken on YouTube, but we have over 70% of our audience that listens on audio, and this is an opportunity for you to tell us what you like, and what you don't like about the Locked On Podcast Network. So you can go to LockedOnPodcast.com backslash survey to get started giving us your feedback. It won't take long. And everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10. Count them, 10. That's uh, Maddie Beneer's number. 10 Ticketmaster gift cards for $100 a piece. So you can uh, take your audience survey, go to lockedonpodcast.com backslash survey. And as always, thank you for listening and thank you for your help with this. Also, we'll have the link on YouTube and in the show notes. You can just click right from the show notes. All right, back to the business. So we're gonna talk about these Seattle Thunderbirds. I was looking at some of the comments that people were making on, on the social meets, as I like to say, after the game. Uh, what I did not realize is that this is, it was a rare feat that the Seattle Thunderbirds were able to push, not only push for Game 7, like I said in this last series, but they won two consecutive Game 7s to get to the final. And so that's a little bit of uh, WHL history right there. Um, let's take you, though, over to... How It went down so, as we mentioned, it was a 3 2 victory. Here we go with the box score. Uh, both teams scored in the first period, um, and then the Seattle scored their next two in the second stanza. And then that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Look at the shots, though. Kamloops had their fair share. Oh, sorry, I gotta come go over here. Kamloops had their fair share of shots. They outshot the Seattle T Birds both in the first. And in the third, but it was all about that second period. And we know as Seattle Kraken fans that that second period has haunted us. Not the case with the T-Birds, who will go on to play again. They're going to play uh, Edmonton. That's going to be Friday Friday. Um, So let's take you to the schedule. Here's the schedule. You can see it. That first game is at Edmonton. Second game at Edmonton. Game three, the series returns to Seattle. So that's Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. All, uh, I should say the Friday game and the Tuesday game, 7 p.m. ish pacific time starts your sunday game is a 4 p.m pacific time start so we are going to keep you posted um i know that the cracking community iceplex has been doing um watch parties at the 32 bar and grill so i can't imagine that they're gonna stop that can't stop won't stop you know what i'm saying so if you're in the area go check it out this is an awesome opportunity listen We've talked about it before, especially when the show started, there is so much hockey history in the Pacific Northwest, especially in Seattle, being that it is a metropolitan area, and now we have an opportunity to support and love on the greater hockey community. We want to see it for women's hockey. That's why we support women's pro hockey to Seattle. We want to see it happen at the youth level and certainly at the developmental level. And there's so much hockey that you can watch in the area. I'm a little bit jealous. I'm a little bit jealous. I mean, I have the Tulsa Oilers and obviously when when I'm here, like I am in New York, a little bit more options, but truly uh an amazing amazing thing so kudos and congrats stick taps if you will to all those who've been keeping up with the t-birds throughout the season uh let's see if the team can take it all the way but you know we'll be talking about it right here on locked on kraken coming up Next. So we just finished our second stanza. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to get back to the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we saw that the T Birds were able to close it out and they are Western Conference champs. Well, we had game one of the Western Conference playoffs in the Stanley Cup playoffs or the Western Conference finals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Excuse me. Oh, baby. And have we got some updates for you? We're going to take it over to our expert hosts and then I'll give you a rundown. I was actually watching. Watching this with a good friend of mine here in New York who also represents Black Girl Hockey Club. So we caught up with all the madness and we'll talk about it. That's what's coming up on Locked On Kraken. But right now, let me tell you about Bet Online. It continues to be the number one source for all your betting and sports info. Remember, we went over the Bet Online odds, and the odds are definitely in Colorado's favor. But like I said, coming up on the show, we're going to talk about. Ooh, maybe some of the weaknesses that we see from Colorado. Uh, you'll find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments over at Bet Online, which, of course, is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, playoffs, eSports, and more. So head to the website today, use your mobile device, learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, all right, all right. As promised, we're going to talk about the NHL right now, and it was a wild and crazy game. Like I said, just a minute ago, I had some plans to catch up with a few people from Black Ro Hockey Club uh, while I was in New York City. and um, we're like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll like just grab something to eat. Food's always top priority. <laughs> and then we'll catch we'll grab a drink and, and catch the game. Before I even got to order my food, we already had three goals in this game. What in the world? Let me pull this up for you because this was wild and crazy. Now, we talked about it yesterday. The Bet Online odds have Colorado as the favorites in this series and of the four remaining teams. But Colorado, as I've mentioned before, and I got to see with my own eyes, They can be a little bit inconsistent, and maybe that came back to bite them in this game. All right, let's go to the breakdown. Uh, Let's, similarly to what we did before, I'm kind of, aren't I? Uh, Similarly to what we did before, I'll do it this way. Um, We see, if you come just above, just above my head, you'll see the breakdown period by period. So, The Avalanche scored three goals in the first period, but the Oilers scored two. Then the Avalanche scored four, you can see right there, and then the Oilers scored two. And it was the Oilers looking to make a comeback, but ultimately it was that one goal that the Avs scored that did it 8-6. to whoa an eight to six score are you kidding me? what was happening defensively? Well if we look at um some of these we see that the power play was about 50 percent for each team. the Colorado Avalanche put up 47 shots on goal 47 shots on goal unreal um here's the scoring breakdown and again it's kind of it's over my head so let me uh. Let me do something else here. There we uh You can't really see it. Let's just keep it. We'll just keep it. Sorry. I'll, I'll move my head out of the way when I can. Ander Kane gets the scoring started. I mean, despite some of the off ice things, it is fair to say from a hockey perspective that your is getting it done. He's getting it done on the ice. JT Comper. Hey, I got to see Jesse at the Olympics. That was awesome. His sister, of course, gets the first goal for Colorado. And then Nathan McKinnon gets a, score, a goal as well. Uh, you see, again, the back forth, back forth that we saw in the first period. In the second period, look at all that. What would we call, is this a, um, is it a maroon? Is it a true maroon? It looks a little more on the purple side, perhaps, than a true maroon. Either way. I don't know. Nazem Kadri scored. He was the post-game interview. I was at a bar, so I couldn't exactly hear what he was saying. Bennington had some things to say, so I uh, wonder if he was asked about that. Uh, I'll have to keep up with it. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. But then you see Ratnin come for again. Uh, and McDavid, though, gets on the board. Last goal of the second stanza. And look at Kane. Gets another point here. Uh, then, you know, it's the Landis got goal, unassisted, empty netter. When watching this game, though, what I saw was just lots of breakaways. Lots of breakaways. These guys, it it looked like. They felt that they had absolute open ice. So, what does that tell me? That tells me entries, exits, sloppy, defense, certainly sloppy. But let's not take my word for it. Let's hear what our local hosts had to say. Um, you know, respectfully, we start with the losers and we let the winners have the last word. Here's what locked on Oilers had to say about the wild and crazy game one. Of the Western Conference Finals. Are you
2: not entertained as the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers have the highest scoring game one of Western Conference Finals history? As the Colorado Avalanche take game one, eight to six. Wow. And it wasn't without a little bit of controversy as well, as Kale McCard did bring in the puck, <laughs> depending on whether or not you accept the call or agree with the call of Onside. It was offside. Kale McCarr does score that late goal in the first. That will be what a lot of people will be talking about. However, Connor McDavid also got on the score sheet three times with a goal and two assists. He now has a total of 29 points for the playoffs. That is insane. 13 games played, 29 points. Plus, Leon Dreisaitl also with 28 points in just as many games. That is Absolute insanity. Also, in game one, all four goaltenders. Got in on this game and for different reasons as well. Mike Smith gets pulled after making 19 saves on 25 shots Not an awful game as you can't really blame a lot of the goals by the Colorado Avalanche on Mike Smith But the Oilers need a bit of a wake-up call there and Smith gets the pull for Miko Koskinen and Darcy Camper gets pulled in the second period with an apparent upper body injury as Pavel Francouz comes in in relief and steals the game Game for the Avalanche. Zach Hyman also scoring in his sixth straight goal for the Edmonton Oilers in sixth straight game, excuse me, for the Edmonton Oilers as well. Ryan McLeod with his second goal of the playoffs, as we mentioned with the Colorado Avalanche Group, a guy the Oilers need to get going as well. Miko Koskinen also finishing game one with 20 saves on 21 shots. Colorado takes game one, eight to six. Game two goes Thursday at six o'clock. Well, there you have
0: it offside, you know, goalie changes. I mean, let's take a look at this. You can see the breakdown here, right here, of what we're talking about, almost an even split, at least for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, and then if I scroll down for you, you see, um, again, more or less an even split um, for the goaltending. So injuries versus just Not a focused performance. I think both teams had to struggle through that. And that's why, as we just heard, you get a history 14 goal game one in the Western Conference Finals. We heard that the next game's coming up. But as promised, let's head over to the winners. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I did not have chicken for dinner. I had a fantastic pasta by the way anyway uh let's take you to the winners of this game we'll head over to locked on avalanche and i don't know guys feeling after what was a wild and crazy game one
3: so the colorado avalanche take game one and i think we were all expecting a high scoring affair uh maybe not like that that the avalanche win this thing eight to six and i think one thing that we've learned is that no lead in this series will be safe the avalanche were up seven to three in this game and then we're up seven to six and it took a gabe Landeskog empty net goal for avalanche fans to really feel comfortable because it was i won't say it was in free fall but it was just the oilers putting their offensive game together eventually and really starting to chip away at that avalanche lead. The Avs had to do everything they could to hang on to this thing. That's what you're going to get in this series. And I don't know how comfortable you can get with Darcy Kipper also leaving the game with an apparent injury, with scoring, going back and forth, and to the limits it did. Pick your favorite Avs player. They probably scored, but you also <laughs> are walking out without your goalie. I mean, if you're a defenseman and if you're a goalie, what do you do? I genuinely don't know the answer to that. Both of these teams have an offensive arsenal that is just impossible to stop. So, if you like offense and if you're that casual hockey fan, uh, get into this series because eight to six might be the norm. But the Avs are now three victories away from punching their ticket to the Stanley Cup final. Game two is Thursday. I think you'll see a repeat of this. Uh, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't.
0: Wow. A repeat? A repeat of this? We're going to see more of this. I love that, though. Making a good case for watching the playoffs. Uh, if you like goals, I guess. If you are a goalie, if you're all about the Tendi love, don't watch. Do not watch the Western Conference Final. Don't do it, because you might freak out. Um, We'll see what the other series has in store for us. Speaking of that, let's take you to the schedule. Now, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning have had amazing goaltending. So if you're more on the Tendy Love side, you might want to watch this series, Tampa Bay, They were able to blank the Florida Panthers to advance. Now they will be playing the Rangers. That game's happening tonight, 8 p.m. Then we've got, as we just heard, game or, excuse me. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Got my dates all mixed up. I forgot today's Wednesday, even though I said that earlier on the show. Ah! Oh! Also, let me close this out for a moment. I was remiss in not saying earlier happy pride everyone happy pride happy pride happy pride I'm so grateful to um, share the hockey community with such for the most part or or I should say my hockey community is a very loving hockey community and I want to make sure that as we're talking about pride that we're talking about the full complexity of the of the community not only based on Uh, gender representation and identification, but also race um, and ethnicity. And I think we see a lot of pride campaigns that look very similar, but we know that the beautiful pride community is full of many faces of all abilities. And I'd love to see more of that. Okay, so I made a little faux pas because I forgot what day it was. (laughs) But today, yes, today, I don't know why I I just got confused. Because it's June, it's a new month, you get confused in time. Okay, today we've got Tampa at New York. Uh, so I'm here in New York. I'm very excited to see what that's going to be like. Thursday we have Edmonton at Colorado. And then, of course, we go you know, every other day with this series uh, straight through next week. So we'll see. Are we going to get a sweep? Are we going to get more goals on goals on goals? Uh, are we going to get a goalie duel in the Eastern Conference Final I guess we got to stick around and watch to figure it all out. Um, Okay, let's do a a quick wellness tip of the day. Um, You know, there's this thing that people say, you know, garbage in, garbage out. And so we talk, I talk a lot, actually, I've got one of my built bars right here. Um, I talk a lot about how I'm trying to keep myself hydrated, how I'm trying to keep myself well nutritioned but um listen i love my snacks i love my sweets but i have noticed that i have to fuel myself properly we're talking we're this we're a sports podcast right so you just go to go to the athletes they fuel themselves properly to be able to do the amazing things that they do put a 14 spot up in game one of the western conference finals we got to do the same so just be mindful that's all i'm saying So, you know, if we remix it, you know, good stuff in, good stuff out. If we put good things in our body that fit our body type and, you know, kind of our makeup, then we're going to be able to crush the day. So just keep that in mind. It's definitely something that I'm focusing on. All right. You know what we do. We say hold fast. We say stay true. Be good and kind to yourself and others. Happy Pride. Wild and crazy conference finals. Congrats to the T-Birds. And I'll see you tomorrow.